So hello and welcome to the CSF Rheumatology Author Interview Podcast. I'm Professor Peter Nash from the Griffith University in beautiful downtown Brisbane. And today <laughs> I'm, we're very lucky to be joined on his first day of his vacation, uh, Professor Axel Finch from the University of Geneva. Welcome Axel and thank you so much for giving up your time. Today we'll be discussing a real world observational study which evaluates drug maintenance in patients with rheumatoid arthritis in Switzerland. So Axel, first, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, your career, and how you wound up where you are and what you're doing so the audience can get a bit of a background for you as an author? Yes, uh, hello, Peter. Um, well, my name is Fink. I'm, I'm a rheumatologist, a clinician mainly. Uh, I did an uh, education in epidemiology and so uh, uh, in my research I work a lot with uh, observational data and, uh, and do pharmacoepidemiology um, as part of my research. So that's great. So we're talking about a paper that you published in RMDO which is a comparative effectiveness of anti-tumor necrosis factor agents, biologics with an alternative mode of action, and tofacitinib in an observational cohort of patients with RA in Switzerland. So let's just start, could you tell us a little bit about the Swiss registry right. so we can get a feel for, um, do they capture all the RA patients in Switzerland? How does it work? Good question. So, yeah, it's a population-based registry, so meaning it is uh, trying to cover the whole Swiss RA population, uh, which obviously is <laughs> impossible. Um, what it probably catches very well is patients with severe RA, meaning those patients that require targeted therapies. Um, in order to get reimbursed, you, uh, uh, in theory at least, the insurances need, want you to be in the registry in order to verify um, that, that the therapies are used correctly. Uh, so in, we, we, we capture a good part of patients on targeted therapies, probably only part of, of the patients that are on conventional DMARDs. And just roughly how many patients in the registry and how many years have you been going? Oh, this is an old thing now. It started in 2017 in Zurich. Um, there are about 15 to 20,000 patients. Not all of them are active by far. Um, so it's a fairly large registry. And the interesting part is that the biggest proportion of patients does not come from universities or teaching hospitals but it comes first from private practices and from uh, regional hospitals, um, non-academic hospitals. And is there a control group of any kind in the registry? Or is it all patients on biologics and uh, TSD marks? Well, no, still about 50% of patients are on, on CSD marks, conventional synthetic DMARs. And so the other half is on targeted therapies. This changes obviously over time, but, but roughly this is the numbers. And one of the things that we've had issues with, with the Corona registry and others, is how kind of trustworthy do you take the, uh, the assessments of disease activity 
and how complete is the data set? Do you have lots and lots of missing data? Right. Um, that's a good question. You know, uh, even if things are reliable, measuring a disease, disease activity is actually quite variable between doctors, right? Um, if you ask the same patient to be evaluated by 10 doctors, you won't get exactly the same results. Uh, far from it, actually. Um, the reason we measured as a primary outcome in this study drug retention is that is that this is the outcome that is most reliable. Doctors at least input the treatment start and treatment stop that, that they will do. Um, and they will report disease activity, but I think it's less reliable than, than, than treatment maintenance. And just give us a rough idea of the Swiss market. What percentage might be on a TNF, roughly? What percentage is on a jack? Right. Just so we get a feel for the distribution. It is lower than, for example, the US or Norway, um, but there would be about 20% of RA patients are on targeted therapies. Just in a rough estimate. Um, so, a, a and of those 20, just to feel for who's on a, who, what percentage on a TNF, what percentage on tocilizumab, what percentage on JAX? Okay. Oof. That's a difficult one. It's changing over time, right? Um, my, 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 my feeling is that currently still about two-thirds are on a TNF historically and have been up for a long time, and roughly one-third will be on other modes of action, biologics, or and now perhaps 10% on, on JAKs, um, JAK inhibitors. The JAK inhibitors are, are, are increasing a lot and fairly fast, um, but I can't give you the exact number, sorry. Well, well no I, I, sorry, I, can't, I, I do actually, because in the study, we took uh, patients who initiated these therapies between 2013 and 2018, I think. So there were a total of 4,000 treatment courses. And on, on these 4,000, 1,860 were on TNF. 1,400 roughly on other modes of action, biologics. Um, sorry, 1,000, excuse me, I need to start again. 800 initiated tofacitinib, 1,860 initiated TNF inhibitors, and 1,350 other modes of action, biologics. So it's actually a bit more. So it looks like it's about 30% the jack inhibitor we had at that time was only tofacitinib and uh, and close to 50% tnf and and another and 20% on biologics of other modes thanks of action thanks very much thank you did uh, any biosimilars in the um, swiss market yet has it made any impact or did you just combine them under the tnf umbrella we or the other umbrella them. yeah we just combined them on uh, on tnf inhibitors but there are okay. biologics, yeah, uh, um, biosimilars. I, I can't tell you exactly the proportion. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about the study, what you tried to do with this study and what your primary outcome was? And so we basically took this period when tofacitinib was also available, so starting 2013, and we looked at how long people were keeping their drug, drug maintenance, drug survival, or however you want to call it, 
as a measure of overall satisfaction. It's a mix, huh? drug, drug, drug retention, a mix between effectiveness and, and patient and doctor satisfaction and tolerance, uh, safety. Um, the idea being that somebody who's happy with his treatment and tolerates it well, well, he's going to keep it if either it doesn't work that well or or um, or you have an adverse event, well, you're going to stop it. We compared the drug retention between these three large groups, tofacitinib on one side. We did not include baricitinib yet because uh, it just came out. We didn't have enough um, follow-up. Uh, TNFs uh, with all the 10 different brands uh, and other modes of action biologics. We excluded rituximab here. Rituximab is so difficult to measure when, when people stop it. Some people keep it for years and, and you think they've stopped. No, they will sell. I'm still on that medication. So we, we thought we, we only look at abatacept and tocilizumab and other anti-IL-6. Okay, and tell us a bit about what the drug survival looks like on the different treatments. Yes, um, so this is actually the main results, right? Um, so with just one word of uh, introduction, drug retention is very country-specific, um, strangely enough. Uh, but if you compare drug retention, I don't know, in Eastern Europe and uh, and in Switzerland or Norway or the US, you will find huge differences. It has to do with availability of the drugs and to do with... Um, with the easiness, uh, I don't know if that word exists, uh, people can switch drugs. If it's very easy to access them, well, doctors and patients will just try out different things quite frequently. So in Switzerland, the uh, it fairly short drug retention rates, but that's just reflecting the facility of access. Okay, so um, so can you just tell us what the main findings of the study were then? Yeah, the main finding was that the drug retention or drug maintenance or drug survival was actually very good with this new drug, tofacitinib, compared to uh, the established drugs. So on average, uh, tofacitinib was maintained 1.9 years compared to 1.7 years for other biologics and compared to 1.3 years on anti-TNF. If you do the statistics on it, it was significantly superior for tofacitinib compared to TNFs. And uh, there was a trend, but not significant compared to other modes of actions. Can you tell us a little bit about the combination with conventional synthetic DMARDs and the effect that had on the results? Yes. Um, so as you would expect, uh, together with TNF agents, uh, anti-TNF agents, you, you get most combination of methotrexate, 64%. With other modes of action biologics, it was 53%. And with tofacitinib, it was 48%. Interestingly, the impact on drug retention was neutral for tofacitinib and for the other modes of action biologics, meaning it did just not didn't change anything. But as you would expect with TNF agents, given in monotherapy, it decreased significantly the, the drug retention when you give it in monotherapy. You, you may not have the data, but when you looked at the TNF group, was there a difference between the monoclonals and the fusion protein, etanercept mm -hmm. versus infliximab? Do you have that data? Because we don't use a lot of infliximab in RA anymore. 
Right. Uh, you're right there. I think it was only about 10% of patients okay. were in fliximab. Um, we did not look at this here. We did look at this previously, and indeed the combination is most useful for infliximab or monoclonal antibodies, uh, a little bit less for etanercepti. Okay. Um, and you wouldn't have had enough numbers to tell us if, say, leflunamide and the TNFs improve survival? It's often mentioned that immunogenicity reduces, and if you can't take methotrexate, at least take leflunamide. Right. No, we didn't look at that specifically. We had um, uh, a group called Combo with CSDMARS, which obviously included a big chunk of leflunamide, and that was 6% on TNF, 6% on other modes of action. And interestingly, more with tofacitinib, where this was up to 20% um, that had yes. some sort of other mode of action. Okay, and we're seeing about 30% of our TNF patients on monotherapy, whether we suggest it or the patient just does it. What's yeah. the percentage in your in your study? 30% of patients who, who, who take monotherapy? TNF monotherapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, officially here, declared by the doctor, so it's probably much higher than what they actually tell us, uh, the percent of people taking monotherapy was about a third on anti-TNF, same thing, 40% yeah. on other modes of action, and about 50% with tofacitinib. Um, so it's quite consistent around... By, by 10 or 20%. Yeah. Then. Mm -hmm. But still consistent across the planet. I yeah. also noticed you've got a lot of seronegative patients, like 30%. Yeah. Um, in our country, a lot of that is sort of viral arthritis, but I'm not sure you get a lot of that in Switzerland. So... Is that standard to have 20, 30% seroneg? Yeah, that would be very standard here in most publications. You find about one third. These are very established RA patients. You know, they had 10 years of disease duration, erosions. Uh, so I think uh, it is true oh. RA. Um, okay, that's nice. So we're getting TOFAR lasting about 58% drug retention at 12 months in our registry. What was the sort of yearly dropout rate, if you like, for the TNFs, the other B BD muds, and maybe TOFA over 12 months, if you happen to have those numbers? I can. I need to look at the graphs to give you a rough number because we we, we made hazard ratios and and, and median drug retentions. Um, if I look at overall drug discontinuation in one year, yeah, it's about the same numbers, right? More than 50% yeah. have stopped therapy 50, within the first 12 months. Yeah. And, and the other thing I noticed from the British registry is that if you switched because of adverse events, you were much more likely to switch because of adverse events to the second and third drug. Yeah. If you switch because of lack of efficacy, you're also much more likely to lack of efficacy for the rest of the treatments. You don't have a feel for how that came out in your study? No, we did not <coughs> analyze specifically the reason for stopping the previous drug um, and why they went on the, on the, on the, on the, on the new compound. Um, no, we, sorry, we didn't look at this here. Okay. And uh, you did some regressions and uh, analyses. Any patient characteristics that are associated with drug survival? Yeah, many actually. Um, well, line of therapy is an important one. Um, uh, let me give you the, the, higher, the, the complete list. Um, 
higher number of previous BDMAR, so that's line of therapy, is associated with shorter drug retention. Shorter disease duration was associated with discontinuation, strangely enough. Um, higher BMI values um, and more recent treatment initiations. So meaning that, uh, you know, there's a sort of a, a calendar, calendar year effect. In more recent years, people start to switch more than they did 10 years ago. Right. Well, uh, it'll it'll be interesting when the other jacks get uh, into your registry, yeah. because we are seeing a bit of switching between jacks, even though right. there's very little evidence. Right. Um, we we looked at that, and after baricitinib became available, the hazard ratio for stopping uh, tofacitinib was increased by seventy percent. Um, yeah, there is a strong effect of. Uh, that's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if that's RA beam driven. <laughs> the first ever superiority, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or was it just the you know the convenience of having a once daily drug that people like? I don't know. So, um, what do we think about uh, the take-home messages from your study? I think it would be very conservative, uh, given you know the observational nature. I think what we can say is that overall these drugs are maintained fairly well, suggesting that they have a good balance between safety and efficacy and that they, that they are at least as uh, maintained as long as other drugs that we're used to, probably even slightly better in this setting, meaning patients who already have experienced one, uh, one previous mainly anti-TNF drug. Um, the other interesting thing I think is that uh, that uh, metotrexate doesn't seem to be associated with longer drug retention, suggesting that perhaps the combination of metotrexate is a little bit less needed with these newer drugs than it was with anti-TNF. Yep. And disease activity, the CDI data? Yeah, we did, ha we did measure disease activity at 12 months. Um, as mentioned, that is a bit more difficult because not everybody measures disease activity at 12 months. But when we do that, it was very comparable between these three drugs. We did not see any significant difference between any of these groups. Okay. Um, so thank you very much. Um, we thank you again for your time. Um, any take-home message, any last comments you want to make about this study and where you're going to next and what your next plan will be? Well, I think safety is what people are interested in, what we are interested in. Um, as you know, safety requires big numbers uh, if you want to do something meaningful. So at the moment, we're working on the combination of, uh, of registries, 18 European and, and extra-European actually registries, where we combine these data and try to do this kind of analysis, but on safety. Well, I, th I think it's critical because only well people get into clinical trials and right. the patients in your registry are full of every comorbidity that yeah. never gets into a clinical trial. True. So safety is critical. But, but drug retention is a nice surrogate for doing well and not getting adverse events. So mm. congratulations on your study. We thank you again for your time. Uh, we appreciate you giving up your uh, first morning on break for us. Um, this has been the CSF Author Interview Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this paper and others uploaded to the CSF website this month, you can get detailed slide sets available in the publication section.
just go to cytokinesignaling.com. And please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and let us know what you think. We'd love some feedback. So thank you very much and all the very best.